Good evening. You are listening to Bedtime Bible Stories for Adults. Some easy free ways to support this podcast are by simply rating, following, or sharing it with someone else. I would like to thank Denise for her support of this podcast. I see that you are a new listener, so welcome. I'm so glad it's helping you sleep. Maybe you have a nightly routine to wind down. A warm bath, a hot cup of herbal tea. Maybe you use a foam roller to relax your neck. You turn off your screens. You turn off and block out every little light. Find your favorite pillow and your usual comfy position in bed. But if you're like me, a thought immediately pops in your head about something you can stress about. It's easy to give in and try to start asking all the what-ifs. This is normal for a lot of us. Don't beat yourself up, but simply try to refocus your thoughts to the present. There's nothing you can do about anything now other than maybe quickly jotting down your thoughts if there's something you don't want to forget. But replace your what-ifs with God is. God is faithful. God is in control. God is with me. God is taking care of everything. I decided to continue on with David's story, which is also kind of Saul's story. Saul is still on the hunt for David. Listen to what happens next. Sweet dreams. Close your eyes. Slowly begin to relax your muscles from your neck to your shoulder blades, to your arms, your hands and fingers, your back, your legs, all the way to your toes. Let the weight of your body sink into your bed and pillow. Breathe in deeply and breathe out slowly. Empty your mind of any burdens or worries and give them to God. And prepare to listen to the Word of God.
David went to the town of Nob to see Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he saw him. Why are you alone? he asked. Why is no one with you? The king has sent me on a private matter, David said. He told me not to tell anyone why I am here. I have told my men where to meet me later. Now what is there to eat? Give me five loaves of bread or anything else you have. We don't have any regular bread, the priest replied, but there is the holy bread, which you can have if your young men have not slept with any women recently. Don't worry, David replied. I never allow my men to be with women when we are on a campaign. And since they stay clean, even on ordinary trips, how much more on this one? Since there was no other food available, the priest gave him the holy bread, the bread of the presence that was placed before the Lord in the tabernacle. It had just been replaced that day with fresh bread. Now Doeg the Edomite, Saul's chief herdsman, was there that day, having been detained before the Lord. David asked Ahimelech, Do you have a spear or sword? The king's business was so urgent that I didn't even have time to grab a weapon. I only have the sword of Goliath the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Ella, the priest replied. It is wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. Take that if you want it, for there is nothing else here. There is nothing like it, David replied. Give it to me. So David escaped from Saul and went to King Achish of Gath. But the officers of Achish were unhappy about his being there. Isn't this David, the king of the land? They asked. Isn't he the one who people honor with dances, singing, Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands? David heard these comments and was very afraid of what King Achish of Gath might do to him. So he pretended to be insane, scratching on doors and drooling down his beard. Finally, King Achish said to his men, 
Must you bring me a madman? We already have enough of them around here. Why should I let someone like this be my guest? So David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Soon his brothers and all his other relatives joined him there. Then others began coming. Men who were in trouble or in debt or who were just discontented until David was the captain of about 400 men. Later, David went to Mizpah in Moab where he asked the king, Please allow my father and mother to live here with you until I know what God is going to do for me. So David's parents stayed in Moab with the king during the entire time David was living in his stronghold. One day, the prophet Gad told David, Leave the stronghold and return to the land of Judah. So David went to the forest of Hereth. The news of his arrival in Judah soon reached Saul. At the time, the king was sitting beneath the tamarisk tree on the hill at Gibeah, holding his spear and surrounded by his officers. Listen here, you men of Benjamin. Saul shouted to his officers when he heard the news. Has that son of Jesse promised every one of you fields and vineyards? Has he promised to make you all generals and captains in his army? Is that why you have conspired against me? For not one of you told me when my own son made a solemn pact with the son of Jesse. You are not even sorry for me. Think of it. My own son encouraging him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day. Then Doeg the Edomite who was standing there with Saul's men, spoke up. When I was at Nob, he said, I saw the son of Jesse talking to the priest, Ahimelech. Ahimelech consulted the Lord for him. Then he gave him food and the sword of Goliath the Philistine. King Saul immediately sent for Ahimelech and all his family 
who served as priests at Nob. When they arrived, Saul shouted at him, Listen to me, you son of Ahitub. What is it, my king? Ahimelech asked. Why have you and the son of Jesse conspired against me? Saul demanded. Why did you give him food and a sword? Why have you consulted God for him? Why have you encouraged him to kill me as he is trying to do this very day? But sir, Ahimelech replied, Is anyone among all your servants as faithful as David, your son-in-law? Why, he is the captain of your bodyguard and a highly honored member of your household. This was certainly not the first time I had consulted God for him. May the king not accuse me and my family in this matter, for I knew nothing at all of any plot against you. You will surely die, Ahimelech, along with your entire family, the king shouted. And he ordered his bodyguards, Kill these priests of the Lord, for they are allies and conspirators with David. They knew he was running away from me, but they didn't tell me. But Saul's men refused to kill the Lord's priests. Then the king said to Doeg, You do it. So Doeg the Edomite turned on them and killed them that day. Eighty-five priests in all, still wearing their priestly garments. Then he went to Nob, the town of the priests, and killed the priests' families, men and women, children and babies, and all the cattle, donkeys, sheep, and goats. Only Abiathar, one of the sons of Ahimelech, escaped and fled to David. When he told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord, David exclaimed, I knew it. When I saw Doeg the Edomite there that day, I knew he was sure to tell Saul. Now I have caused the death of all your father's family. Stay here with me and don't be afraid. I will protect you with my own life for the same person wants to kill us both.
One day, news came to David that the Philistines were at Kela, stealing grain from the threshing floors. David asked the Lord, Should I go and attack them? Yes, go and save Kela, the Lord told him. But David's men said, We're afraid even here in Judah. We certainly don't want to go to Kela to fight the whole Philistine army. So David asked the Lord again. And again the Lord replied, Go down to Kela, for I will help you conquer the Philistines. So David and his men went to Kela. They slaughtered the Philistines and took all their livestock and rescued the people of Kela. Now when Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Kela, he brought the ephod with him. Saul soon learned that David was at Kela. Good, he exclaimed. We've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself in a walled town. So Saul mobilized his entire army to march to Kela and besiege David and his men. But David learned of Saul's plan and told Abiathar the priest to bring the ephod and ask the Lord what he should do. Then David prayed, O Lord, God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come and destroy Kela because I am here. Will the leaders of Kela betray me to him? And will Saul actually come as I have heard? O Lord, God of Israel, please tell me. And the Lord said, he will come. Again David asked, Will the leaders of Kela betray me and my men to Saul? And the Lord replied, Yes, they will betray you. So David and his men, about six hundred of them now, left Kela and began roaming the countryside. Word soon reached Saul that David had escaped. So he didn't go to Kela after all. David now stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness 
and in the hill country of Sif. Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. One day, near Horish, David received the news that Saul was on the way to Ziph to search for him and kill him. Jonathan went to find David and encouraged him to stay strong in his faith in God. Don't be afraid, Jonathan reassured him. My father will never find you. You are going to be the king of Israel, and I will be next to you, as my father Saul is well aware. So the two of them renewed their solemn pact before the Lord. Then Jonathan returned home, while David stayed at Horish. But now the men of Ziph went to Saul in Gibeah and betrayed David to him. We know where David is hiding, they said. He is in the strongholds of Horish, on the hill of Hakilah, which is in the southern part of Jeshimon. Come down whenever you're ready, O king, and we will catch him and hand him over to you. The Lord bless you, Saul said. At last, someone is concerned about me. Go and check again to be sure of where he is staying and who has seen him there for I know that he is very crafty. Discover his hiding places and come back when you are sure. Then I'll go with you. And if he is in the area at all, I'll track him down. Even if I have to search every hiding place in Judah. So the men of Ziph returned home ahead of Saul. Meanwhile, David and his men had moved into the wilderness of Mon in the Arabah Valley, south of Jeshimon. When David heard that Saul and his men were searching for him, he went even farther into the wilderness, to the great rock, and he remained there in the wilderness of Mon. But Saul kept after him in the wilderness. Saul and David 
were now on opposite sides of a mountain. Just as Saul and his men began to close in on David and his men, an urgent message reached Saul that the Philistines were raiding Israel again. So Saul quit chasing David and returned to fight the Philistines. Ever since that time, the place where David was camped has been called the Rock of Escape. David then went to live in the strongholds of Engedi. After Saul returned from fighting the Philistines, he was told that David had gone into the wilderness of Engedi. So Saul chose 3,000 elite troops from all Israel and went to search for David and his men near the rocks of the wild goats. At the place where the road passes some sheepfolds, Saul went into a cave to relieve himself. But as it happened, David and his men were hiding farther back in that very cave. Now's your opportunity, David's men whispered to him. Today the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's robe. But then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord the King. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul. After Saul had left the cave and gone on his way, David came out and shouted after him, My Lord, the King! And when Saul looked around, David bowed low before him. Then he shouted to Saul, Why do you listen to the people who say I am trying to harm you? This very day you can see with your own eyes it isn't true. For the Lord placed you at my mercy back there in the cave. Some of my men told me to kill you, but I spared you. For I said, 
I will never harm the king. He is the Lord's anointed one. Look, my father, at what I have in my hand. It is a piece of the hem of your robe. I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. This proves that I am not trying to harm you and that I have not sinned against you, even though you have been hunting for me to kill me. May the Lord judge between us. Perhaps the Lord will punish you for what you are trying to do to me, but I will never harm you. As that old proverb says, from evil people come evil deeds. So you can be sure I will never harm you. Who is the king of Israel trying to catch anyway? Should he spend his time chasing one who is as worthless as a dead dog or a single flea? May the Lord therefore judge which of us is right and punish the guilty one. He is my advocate and he will rescue me from your power. When David had finished speaking, Saul called back, Is that really you, my son David? Then he began to cry, and he said to David, you are a better man than I am, for you have repaid me good for evil. Yes, you have been amazingly kind to me today. For when the Lord put me in a place where you could have killed me, you didn't do it. Who else would let his enemy get away when he had him in his power. May the Lord reward you well for the kindness you have shown me today. And now I realize that you are surely going to be king and that the kingdom of Israel will flourish under your rule. Now swear to me by the Lord that when that happens, you will not kill my family and destroy my line of descendants. So David promised this to Saul with an oath. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went back to their stronghold. <laughs>